Hello, everyone. This is Dan coming in at the top of the show, letting you know that this show is gross and it is full of taboos. So please listen at your own discretion. Um, do not email us if you are offended. It is your own fault. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, it's not our show. It's the movie. We're just talking about how gross that is. Thank you. Hey, Dan. Yeah. I'm going to, I got a new stand up routine. I'm going to try to work some things out with you, okay? Okay, before okay, I go on my cool. Big show. I mean, yeah, open mics are everywhere. You, you, you're, you're entitled yeah. to your stand-up at least once. <laughs> I am, and I'm trying to make it big, so give me a break. Be Go easy on me. All okay, right, okay. I'll go easy on you. So you're the audience. I'm the comedian. Here I go. I'm a fuck your pussy with my dick. Oh, shit. That's the first joke. Mm, okay. All right, here's the next one. Here's the next one. My dick hole hurts. It burns. When I fuck my daughter, oh, that's terrible, terrible. Oh. It's not good. You sound like Howie Mandel. <laughs> that's the thing you have an issue with, <laughs> Howie Mandel. All right, hi everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. My name is Jared. That is Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello, Jared. Hello, audience. Hello, Moon. Good night. Hello, Moon. nurse. Hello, <laughs> nurse. <laughs> um, we are an independent reviewing filming show, and uh, we review independent films. That's what we yes. do here. And sometimes, sometimes, directors and producers and writers and people from PR teams will email us movies. And whenever I say sometimes, I mean all the time. All the time. It's all the week. Yes, constantly, constantly emailing us. A pile of f films we'll never be able to get through in our lifetime. Uh, but we really appreciate it because I didn't think anyone was going to send us anything. So this is it's pretty amazing um, how far the show has gotten. Anyways, I digress. Dan, we watched the film. What was that film? That film was called Dace Declan, Private Eye mm, from 2011. And if you're wondering why I was talking about incest in the beginning of this with my shitty stand-up routine, uh, that is a direct reference to Dace Declan, Private Eye. Uh, Dan? Jared, why would you spoil the ending right out of the Dan? beginning? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even talked about questions yet. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, what is Dace Declan, Private Eye? Dace Declan is... A private eye who has an unhealthy obsession with uh, uh, a magnum P.I., uh, Tom Selleck. Mm. And he is thrown on a mission to go find this daughter's hus husband, daughter's father. Like this girl comes into his office and Might he, as well she's be like, her husband. I know, right? <laughs> daughter comes into the office and is like, hey, you got to find my dad. I know you can find him because you were army buddies with him once and you broke his back at one point. And then they go off and they find him in the, the woods. But the issue is he's a mad scientist who invented a little blue pill that gives you a permanent erection. Mm, mm -hmm. And he's being hunted down by the cartel too. Um, mm -hmm. As well as a weird religious sect called the Americans. 
<laughs> that was yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. OK, so why don't we do questions? Uh, question, Dan, why? Why am I here? <laughs> You're going to review a film, silly. Uh, Day Stecklin. Um, Day Stecklin. Why do I exist? <laughs> why does anything anything? Why does anything do anything? Why are we here? Why are my eyes in my head still after watching that insane movie? Um, okay, no, here's a real question. Dan, how did you feel about the overall construction of the film? We're talking, we're talking camera. We're talking editing. We're talking sound. Go. There were some cool edits in this film. Uh, I loved the sound. I, I Anytime that you have screechy, squealy guitar in your soundtrack and like cool rock riffs, mm-hmm. I'm like, hell yeah, bro. Um, yeah. Narrative, it was all right. Uh, it had a lot of really cool, funny moments, but it also had a lot of moments that are like, Ooh, I don't want to, this is making me feel uncomfortable. Particularly the <laughs> amount of yeah. sex in this film is astronomical. And some of it worked. Some of it worked, but a lot of it was just, I mean, the first five minutes of this film are just dudes talking about sex in the woods and like fucking celebrities. And it was really weird. And it just, it was a conversation I didn't want to be yeah, a part of. I don't of. know. But I, I have to praise like editing again. Um, some of the set pieces were great. Some of the dialogue was great. Uh, one of the characters, what's his name? Reverend Callahan, played by Tom McCarthy. Wonderful. He was my oh, favorite part of fantastic. the film. He was really, so, really good. Yeah, I liked while, him a lot. While I had a lot of hangups on this movie and it was hard for me to sit through at times, it still had a lot that it did right. And I'm I'm very polarized by this film. I just don't understand the direction that the film went. And a lot of the, the humor, mm. I don't get it. Well, okay, so let's talk about the humor for a second. A lot of the humor did not work. It kind of fell flat on its face for me personally, but humor subjective. But a lot of the humor did work. True. Like it was kind of a weird split down the middle. Maybe 60 40. 60 didn't work, but the 40 that kept me was good. And this did have your favorite thing of all time. Yes. Right, absolutely. Um, uh, incest the was thing in that this. You... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not my favorite thing, but it's something that it just, that's okay. That is what this film does right, I think. <laughs> It It is all about the taboo. This film wants to cross as many taboo boundaries as it possibly can. That's, And I think mm. that's, that's why it was so hard to watch, because it was all about sex, all about the dick, right? Yeah. I mean, this movie is definitely provocative in that way. But it's, it's interesting because it's like it wants to cross all those lines and then also be a, a successful comedy. I don't know if it succeeded in the latter it definitely succeeded in the former like this to the point where it was very hard to watch a lot of this because crossing lines for the sake of crossing them i don't know sometimes if it even needs to be filmed like what like why are you doing it is there a point is there like a statement you're trying to make is it does it help the narrative in some way and i just i think it was all to service comedy which I think, in my opinion, didn't really work that well. Well, I agree. Like I said, it was 60 flat, 40 okay. Another thing that I want to bring up is to that end of, are we just doing this for the sake of doing this, or what are we doing it for the sake of? It made me feel 
Like it gave me pink flamingos vibes and um what's that other one? Greasy strangler vibes. So like being gross mm. just for the sake of being gross mm-hmm. and like let's film the most disgusting shit ever. So Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe that's where the polarizing aspect came from for me. But also Greasy Strangler to me was very funny. Mm. And it made me feel extremely uncomfortable, but I think all the jokes did hit. I did not. Greasy Strangler to me. Most of the jokes hit. Greasy Strangler to me was not very funny. Um, Yeah. It was it was just weird and gross. It was it it was repetitive. Strange. It felt like it was trying to be absurd, like a Tim and Eric kind of absurd. But yes, it it had none of the the humor to back it up for me personally. But this film made me laugh. I absolutely understand what your criticism is. Yeah, because it's that movie is almost not for anyone. Yeah. (laughs) It's very niche. I like this. I think this movie is very niche in its way, too. I think it has an audience. That audience is not me. <laughs> I had a very hard time enjoying this movie. Um, there may be a couple scenes in it where I thought were funny, but I, I don't know, Dan, it's tough. Like, how do you feel about intentionally making the audience just feel like sick or gross in like any way possible? as a movie experience, because normally when you go and watch a movie, that's not what you're going for. But then I also think there's merit in having someone feel that way. There is because whenever you are making an experimental film or any film at all, like you are the audience's, you know, trajectory, you get to dictate what they mm-hmm. get to see and what they could do experience. And whenever you experiment with film form, especially this film, this film did a lot of cool experimentation. I'm going to praise it for that. I don't know what else I'm going to praise it besides maybe some of the humor, (laughs) but it made me think a lot. And I I think that might be, I don't know. I'll say I can't recommend this film to anybody, but I can say it made me question philosophy and question, you know, taboos and question, you know, our, our relationship to sex and our relationship to, well, you'll see, you'll see whenever we talk about it. Oh Proper. my gosh, so, I'm very interested in hearing your... Jared, uh, um, how did you like the credit sequence, the opening credit se- sequence with the <laughs> the kaleidoscope penises everywhere? <laughs> it was interesting. I liked the music. A lot of the music I liked in this movie. Um, I didn't like a lot of the music and the stuff at the end. I feel like when the film kind of ran out of things to do, it would just turn into a music video. That was amazing, but that music video went on for way too long. Like if it, if they cut yeah. if they cut the music video at three minutes instead of making it five, it would have been mm. perfect. I just don't think there's enough like plot or oh so okay. When we got this movie sent to us, we were told that this was an early film of theirs where they had no idea what they were doing and they were just like farting around trying to make something. And now, congratulations, recently, you did that. Yeah, which is cool that you even made a film. And then recently, this got picked up on Tubi. So if you want to see it, it's on Tubi for free. Uh, and they're like, hey, you know, it's kind of like having a little resurgence on there. Like, why don't we have like more reviews and people come and talk about it again? And we'll like revisit it. So it and in their own like description, they call it a B grade gross out comedy, which gross out comedies are like the pillars of my life growing up, you know, 
<laughs> like these are the these are the movies that you watch as a young adult mm-hmm. and you're coming up and you're watching like these like ridiculous like animal house it's like sick weird fucking movies but this movie takes it to such an extreme to where it it feels like if this was an like a really good parody of stuff like this i'd praise it because like this is amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i don't think it is self-aware enough to know how much of a parody it is because okay in a gross out comedy normally the characters do kind of revolve around like thinking with their dick and like trying to get the girl and like things are kind of revolving around you trying to get late usually it's like some young guy or whatever those are the type of these like teen movies this film is every scene someone is coming or (laughs) like like their dick is exploding out of their pants or they're they're sh- like showing off a woman it's like it's crazy how everything is just like dick 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 Jared I have another question for you Yeah something that I I'll say this right now I love this aspect it's of so the movie So intense I love this okay. aspect of the money money I I think this is the mm-hmm. best aspect of the film and that is the mixed okay. animation How did you feel about the mixed animation Oh yeah so the animations were fun. Um, they were fun until they were not fun. Because some of them, like there was this one, this is uh, this is kind of a thing, but uh, one of them was like a From Russia with Love 007, that you was know, hilarious. like with the circles. <laughs> it was like, that was so dumb. And then <laughs> it, it cuts to the circle. Instead of having James Bond come out and shoot the camera, it was two stick figures fucking each other. <laughs> and then cum explodes all over the screen. And I'm like... What? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Uh, is this man. what is this what my parents intended for me? You know, and I think about it and I think about my career and I think about all of the people I hurt. You know, it's like, should I go and should we continue this podcast? Like, what is the meaning of and life? Just apologize to everyone for everything I've done wrong and really just meditate on that. And that's that's why I think this film is is truly inspirational. Is that it made me question reality in myself, well, in okay. all my decisions. <laughs> oh my god! Do you have another question? Because we have to like, there's too much to talk about. I think. Yeah, I think we're at that halfway point. Let's get into it. So we're gonna spoil the balls and dick out of this film. Um, so, yeah, again, if you'd like to see it, it is on Tubi.com. Tubi is so great. We've been watching a lot of really great uh, movies on Tubi. And all you got to do is watch some stupid commercials. It's also on Usually. Plex. I watched it on Plex. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And then, uh, you know, you just, like, mute the commercials and play Candy Crush on your phone like me. Uh, or do whatever you want. And then the movie comes back on. But, yeah, um, go ahead and do that. Okay, we're going to spoil it. Three, two, one. By the way, this was directed by Ivan... Malekin or Malekin it was sent to us yeah. by Ant Anti Malekin stars Tom Vogel um I already praised Tom McAfee uh Heath Nock Nov Heath Novkovic also very good in this film he played the love interest Pollyanna um oh yeah I thought so I thought the lead role that guy mm-hmm. I liked him I liked yeah. him as a character I liked him in the Hawaiian shirts yeah I I liked that vibe. I was actually kind of upset when he transformed into the military guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. Keep him in the... You know what, Dan? I wish this was actually more of an investigation. Yeah. 
I wish he really was solving a mystery and going around instead of just like we go to two different places and meet like two kind of like non sequitur random characters like one maybe ties in later. Uh, and then we just go to the jungle of Rambosia, which is like a Rambo joke, I guess. And I, I, the story is very bare bones, but I feel like they could have built more upon it to have. Like, how did you feel about the twists in this movie? At the what end, I love the twists. They, they, they were so I mean, <laughs> again, here's here's the trajectory of my move, uh, my experience with this movie. I did not sure. like it. I like I cringed so hard for the first 10 minutes. I'm like, okay. oh, nah. and then I started warming up to it. And then I'm like, oh, OK, I, this isn't I, I can I can watch the rest of this. And then I started to cringe again. And I'm like, oh, this let's get past mm-hmm. the scene. And then by the time I realized what was happening, which is basically it's kind of experimenting with me as a person and what I will tolerate, and what I won't tolerate. I, I just let it wash over me. And then it got really taboo and upsetting. And I love things that are taboo and upsetting. So it might not have been funny, but it definitely, it, like like I said, I can't recommend it because it will upset anybody I tell. Like, yeah. th- nobody, yeah, like nobody I know would ever watch this film. <laughs> yeah. So for us, it's like an exercise, right? Yeah. It's like ha- in the film making us feel extremely uncomfortable. For everyone else, they'll be like, oh, I hate this. I can't watch this. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's what the true mark of a good cinephile is, you know? It's like we have the patience. We have the wherewithal to mm-hmm. to keep mm-hmm. keep up with the, the Joneses, so to speak. I also say maybe a younger audience could find merit in this. Um, if you're really like at that age where like, dick and shit and cum jokes are like just the funniest fucking thing for you probably well okay so the first thing that made me super uncomfortable was the four men in the woods talking about boning women like it was just gross and just i I don't like oh yeah that's the very first scene of the movie I, i don't like that good old boy like grabber by the pussy humor you know like it's gross yeah it's it's gross but it went away, and then the next thing that came back was whenever the um, the femme fatale comes into the PI's office, and he like sees her, and then they have this really oh, no. weird scene where this music plays, and she gets all sexy, and he starts you know putting his hand down his pants. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a yeah. grown man he stick his hand down his pants. Off and as soon as the, yeah, as soon as the lady enters the room, he's. He's fantasizing about jacking off and then he actually did jack off. And the joke is he pulls his hand out of his pants to shake her hand and his hands covered in cum. And uh, it was vile. It was fucking vile. Um, I will say for that first scene with uh, the military guys. So, yeah, I didn't like it. But then at the very end, they're kind of like they're kind of questioning the nature of them joking around about the things they're joking about. And they're like, you know what? Maybe we should focus more on just like living our lives and like spending time with the ones that we love. And, and then it was like, Oh, wait, 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 movie, movie. <laughs> you're, you're, you're almost there. Like, it's like, Oh, we're almost at parody. We're mm-hmm. so close. And then, and then I don't think we ever saw it. It again. never, it, it never crossed like, the oh, threshold. There it goes. No, yes. Yes. And no. 
There's another scene later on in the film whenever um, we're just going to jump all over the place, guys. Oh, yeah, sure. Who cares? Yeah, do it. So here's where I start to. And this is a thought that I've had way before this movie. So I know that this is a thought that exists, but it's something that I've thought about before. And it's um, whenever the uh, the love interest, the well, so um, Dace Declan has a girlfriend, but he leaves to uh, what is it? Rambogia. He leaves to yeah. Rambogia to find this woman's father that he also knows. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, we have to mention that Dace's uh, girlfriend is a man in drag pretending to be a woman, which is fantastic. His character. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. You liked him? I loved him. Like, at first, I'm like, is this it the was same so, person? He was so gross. Yeah, he and, was. Like, the ketchup scene was so nasty with the cheese, and they're eating cheese at the but dinner table. But then that ended with the weirdest fucking joke. The weirdest fucking joke. Like, why put it in your... F- I don't get... Okay. The guys, Marlon The Marlon Brando joke? joke. What the fuck was that about? I don't get it. Marlon Brando shows up, and he's like, uh, something, a words. And then he gets his throat slit. And then he's like, oh, no. Well, the joke is, the joke is she keeps asking him to pass the salt, pass the tomato sauce, pass the blood of Brando. And then Marlon Brando comes out and they slice his throat and his blood goes everywhere. It's like, why? I I wish I got that joke. Let's say that. I wish I got that joke. I just don't. It went over my head. I didn't understand. Anyway, going back to the first taboo. Um the the love interest that he's trying to sleep with the the girl who goes on the adventure with him they're about to have sex and she pulls mm-hmm. off her pants and this was a funny gag she has like rapunzel hair that comes out of her bush <laughs> and then he gouges his eyes out and that's good that was fun okay but, so but, but the taboo jared the taboo is i like girls who are shaven because it reminds me of fucking a 10-year-old. Yes, he does say that, that in was, this movie. That was the disgusting joke, but it's fucking true. Why do we like shaven? Why? Because all it is is just, you know, reminding you of youth. Because girls oh, who grow so up, nasty. girls who grow up don't have bald pussies. They have bush. So any girl that Man, does I that, die. any, I any die. guy, but see, it's, it, that's what I'm saying. The taboo there is guys who like that prefer them younger. And it's like, Ugh, oh, I don't no. want to feel like that, but it's kind of true. And I like that they brought it up to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because that joke was good. You're right. I was kind of like, okay, that was a pretty good gag. And then they had that tag on the end just to make you feel the most disgusting. Like you're yes. saying. And then the next thing we have to talk about in the last music video. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> they um they set it up and you know it's coming, but they use the word like bigger or something and then they rhyme that with the word the n-word. And mm-hmm. it's balls to the wall n-word, like hard r held out. It's like it's a note in the song that is just belted. And <laughs> the joke is I have a dick like a blank. And that's mm. that was the rhyme. Now, the taboo here is one that is not always addressed because, yes, it's very racist, right? But yeah. it's also kind of appreciative in masculine culture that, you know, bigger dicks equal, you know, more, more masculinity, essentially and the the trope and the taboo that we're not talking about is 
white people don't have as big of dicks as black people do. And that's a really strange taboo to be talking about and to have your balls to the wall inward in there. It just, it was so gross and just asinine that I didn't know how I felt about it at first. I mean, just say you have a big black guy dick. Now what's fucking crazy Jared about it is it's in a song about fucking your daughter. And I thought the song was just about fucking your daughter. I really did. I think that's, I, I was like, okay, whoa. Okay. You said the word. I, I was I don't agree with it, but you said it. I'll just we'll we'll plow through it. <laughs> You're like, why? But guess what, Jared? What happens after the song? What does he do with that big old dick? As soon as he says the N word, which I I don't think it was a hard R. I think it was an A. Maybe it was, it was a an A. Maybe it was an A. N word, but still, I both are not acceptable. You can't be doing that stuff. He immediately has his daughter bent over. Oh yeah, and and this the the mad scientist has turned into a woman, by the way. So this is a man who's turned into a woman who now is a giant black penis, and he is telling his daughter that he is going to fuck her, and she is now into it. So Dace was trying to bring these two together because they had been fighting, and he succeeded in that because they have an extended scene where Dace watches these two fuck each other missionary style in the jungle for i don't know at least 30 seconds like long enough to burn into your retinas it felt like a long time <laughs> it felt like long it felt like at least a couple minutes um did you fast forward and then after, you you non-purist <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> i watched every second of it and i'm not ashamed oh boy <laughs> i am ashamed it's, then right after it that was rough we had a nice chaser of Dace uh, finding his girlfriend, and then they kind of like hump each other, which, I mean, compared to the last scene, that made me, but, oh, thank God. But, <laughs> but, that, that scene of Dace fucking his girlfriend led to one of the most amazing credit sequences I've ever seen in my life. So the okay. end credits are a black screen with the names coming onto the screen, and you hear, you still hear Dace and his girlfriend having sex, but they are saying out the people's names of the end credits in the, in the dirty talk, which is fucking hilarious. Oh, Did you notice that? That's interesting. Uh, no, I didn't notice that because I turned the film off as quickly as I could. Oh, you missed the <laughs> bloopers then. The bloopers were hilarious. I did not see the bloopers. Oh, dude. No, I immediately turned the film off. Dude. Okay. And tried you- to reevaluate my life. Well, tell me about them. I mean, I don't remember the bloopers, but I do remember laughing quite a bit. But it started off with that oh, amazing credit sequence. Oh, there was one where the um, the priest was banging on the desk that he was in front of for the podium, and it just falls. It was really good. Um, oh, nice. There was one with the guy that smoked the cigar that blew up in his face, or the cigarette that blew up in his face. I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. them all. Uh, you know what I will praise? What? Positives. So I liked the sets. I liked the oh, dark, yeah. dark room sets. I thought that was really well done where it was just like light only on the two subjects and uh, how they simulated the trailer um, because it's like Dace Declan and his secretary, who's also his girlfriend. They're working out of a trailer. Um, and I, I loved all of that. I loved just like that set design was just really great, especially, you know, w- working within a low budget. I thought they did a really good job in that regard. I do remember one of the bloopers. 
It okay. was it was the very first blooper, and it was so good because it, it it spoke volumes to the the production of this film, and it was yeah it was Day Stecklin and um was it Lena whoever the other girl was that he takes on sure yeah <laughs> it was it was both of them they were having their heart to heart before that she, before she offers her body to him it was during that scene mm-hmm. and he's like I regret being in this film (laughs) and that that made me fucking howl with laughter it was amazing yeah that's that one was funny and then uh, one other scene i liked a lot was um dace and his girlfriend were fighting in bed Mm. oh god oh god ends up eating out his girlfriend's (laughs) vagine and then after that they're laying together in bed and the editor he like circles out Dace's nose because mm-hmm. there's like a big nose hair and he he grabs it and expands it and then does like a silly sound effect. I don't know why, but I thought that was so funny. But then it <laughs> it does that to the girl as well. Like we zoom in on um, his his girlfriend and then it pans down or tilts down to, to just a close up of his fucking nipple. Like, what are we yeah. looking at? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But yeah, that, that did make me laugh. I'll admit. So, all right. Closing thoughts, Dan, what do you think? Lots of experiments with taboos. Yeah. Lots of experience with taboos. Um, humor to me, I'll, I'll give it 60, 40, like just, it was, Mm. it was not few and far between. I did have some good laughs in there. It just, it was so, so cringe, so disgusting. And I guess that was the point of the film, but we don't know that. Please don't use the N word, please. (laughs) Please don't do that. Um, Dan, final question to you. Deet and Bax or Dace Declan Private Eye? Which one would you have to, if I had to force you to watch them again? Dace Declan Private Eye. Whoa. Okay, there you go. Ringing endorsement. <laughs> um, dude, no. I mean, watching Nicolas Cage's son like get a blowjob the entire movie was very uncomfortable. But at least this one was crossing boundaries and, you know, it felt like it had more purpose, I guess. Yeah. Can I say that Dace Declan was more interesting than that? <laughs> oh, more. Yes. Way more. I thought Deaton Bax was actually pretty boring. Extremely. Um, and I cannot say this film is boring. That's for sure. You will be paying attention the entire time, whether you want to or not. Uh, and that is my closing thoughts. Um, okay. So, Dan, why don't we do some plugs? Jared, you can find us on Twitter. Not the audience, only Jared. Jared can find us on Twitter at, twi- <laughs> at Twitter, twit, twit, twit. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon where we have patrons giving us money. I don't like asking for money, but we have one, so... It's there if you like it. It's for your purposes only. For your purposes only. Hey guys, if you go to the necropodicon.com, you can click on the big old link that says join the Discord. And when you do that, you can come hang out with us. Um, There are a few podcasts I would like to highlight on the Necropodicon that I think are really, really good. I mean, I think they're all really good, but let's go through them. 
Fate of Eisen, super good. It is an RPG role play uh, podcast in the world of Eisen, and it is so much fun. I love how goofy it can get and how serious it can get with the story. Uh, it is super cool. You should check it out. Uh, Waffles and Mario talk about things, which is being rebranded, by the way. They're kind of like going through a change in the show where originally the show was uh, uh, two goofballs who are amazing from uh, New Zealand uh, do improv improvised comedy uh, uh, with each other and with guests. And it was super cool. And now they're kind of like, Hey, let's, let's change the format. Let's give it a more structured thing. And then we'll work like along those boundaries and kind of like be able to make like more fun stuff. Um, I think right now they're thinking about turning it into like a fake radio show, which I think would be really, really fun. Yeah. So yeah, go check them out. Uh, I like them a lot. And, uh, yeah, there's like a bunch of other cool stuff on there too. Go check it out. Woo. All right, Dan, you have the final word. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, this is my... Four leaf clover, clover, my big old dick. Hey, it's your best friend Danny here. If you enjoy art, literature, or the creative process, you may enjoy the comedy podcast Grow Out of It. You may even learn something about your long-lost childhood self. Or you might just get something like this. Mason and I hadn't really talked much. Besides our first encounter and the occasional HELP ME STAND UP! We hadn't had a need to really (laughs) sit down. (laughs) Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.